Hey, the Washington football team that classified best podcast that's out there. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. We know Washington football team, the best team out there, and we don't care. They used to talk about how we ain't make it to the players, but boy, did y'all go there? Let's talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Terry Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Rupert Foster, how he's sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim Fuller, how many picks he got. Yeah, the boy be still in the pass. Pick six. Hey, welcome back to the Washington football team declassified podcast. It is week three. I am your host, L.E. We got Eric in the house. Eric, say what's up. What's up, players and playettes? All right, Eric, who's our special guest today? Mr. Woo! From Twitter himself. Hey, guys, how are you? We are doing tremendous. So we uh, we had the game against the Giants last week, and if if you have heart issues, that was not a good game for you to watch. It uh, It was a fun game. I don't know if I call it quality football at the highest level, but it was certainly fun to watch. Eric, what'd you think about it? Um, I have a very different opinion than I would have had that guy not jumped off sides. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that no, was a good game. It was fun to watch. I'm glad I stayed up for it. Uh, and uh, Mr. Wu, give me your immediate thoughts about it. So the first thing I thought was this was one of those games where this was great for the whole team to kind of get that confidence. Hey, all kinds of things went wrong, but they still kept answering and answering and answering right up until the uh, the double kick at the end. So I, I'll take it. It, it. Wins a win. All right. I like that. Eric, you know, I don't like to talk quarterbacks. Give me your quick analysis on Taylor Heineke. I'm going to, yeah, I, I love him. I'm using my favorite player in the NFL right now, besides Terry McLaurin, of course, and Keenan Allen and probably like 20 other guys, but no, I, I can't, you can't walk away from I can't walk away from that game with a negative thing to say about him. He did exactly what he should have done in that scenario. He was not it was not the situation wasn't too big for him. He rolled in. He played just as poised and just as effectively as, as he did when he came into that playoff game last year. So I'm all in on the Heineke hive now. He's my guy. Henceforth, <laughs> I don't care. You you Fitzmagickers can just go sit on something because Heineke's my guy until he gets hurt. You've been waiting for this since preseason. I can see I'm, the excitement coming. I'm through. telling you, man, you guys wanted to keep clowning on me because I thought he could play. Yeah. Or, who's clowning now? Keep clowning. <laughs> Bring it. That's why I took it because I knew I was going to be right in the end. And it's we're not at the end yet. That was one game. But no, why, why, what do you have? What's negative about how he played outside of the one interception, which, you know, was a bad read? Shouldn't have made that throw. Um, but outside of that, I mean, really. He was pretty effective the whole game. Is he your guy for the rest of the year, no matter what now, Eric? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, he's until he plays his way out of it or gets injured, why would he not be? Okay. Eric, saw more Eric, is, on, Eric is on 10 about this. I like this. This, this is my dude, man. I'm all in. I was going to go with my hot take right off the bat, but we're going to no, save don't that do it for yeah. the hot take yeah. segment. <laughs> I, have, I have a Heineke. Surprisingly enough, I have a Heineke hot take. I love it, man. Uh, Mr. Wu, how'd you think Heineke did? I thought he did really good. You know, one of the things I was worried about uh, was, you know, all the other times we've seen him, he's been running around, he's been, uh, you know, trying to gain yards on the ground. And, you know, that's, that's led to him getting hit and getting injured, and then he's out of the game. And he really stayed in the pocket and he made the throws. Um, you know, there were times where he probably could have ran and he didn't. So I was actually kind of surprised by that, uh, that he stayed in and he made those throws. So, hey, uh, until he plays himself out of it, you, you got to keep going with him. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to give the real take about the performance and, you know, I know yeah, basically <laughs> Boom. Um, look, here's the deal. You You're know, outnumbered this week. Yeah, finally. So if, you, if you listen to this podcast, you know 
Number one, I don't like the quarterback position because it's just been such a mess in D.C. for so long. It's not worth buying into to me at this point. I want to see every other position exceed. But Heineke, I thought that he played a very exciting brand of football. Um, he came out wildly inaccurate early on, but he really settled down. I thought that was nice to see. Like every throw he threw early was just super high. He did the same thing against the Chargers the week before too when he played, but he did settle down nicely. Um, I thought that he made some throws in that game that we haven't seen in this town since I don't even know when. I mean, I I want to say RG3's rookie year, but those guys are running wide open. So I really don't know, like the Ricky Seals-Jones touchdown. That was one of those touchdowns that you see from, you know, Rogers sometimes on Sundays, right? It was that level of good. Uh, so there was some, some really good things there. I thought that the interception nearly erased all of it, to be honest with you, towards the end of the game. Because of the situation, when, when you're evaluating quarterbacks, you have to look at all the film, not just the film you like, right? That interception was so bad because it nearly cost us the game. I agree. The play call shouldn't have happened. You should not have been throwing there. But then again, look at the Chiefs game the other night when they ran Edward Hilaire. What did he do? He fumbled. Look at us against the Chargers. What did Gibson do? He fumbled. So maybe they were trying to get creative to move the ball. The Yes, I've heard a lot of people say McLaurin got bumped off his route. Maybe. Maybe. But that ball was behind him anyway. And it was a pass. It was a low probability of being completed. It wasn't the right read. Sometimes the quarterback, you have to take control of the situation. And that means I'm just going to take the sack. I'm going to eat this. I, I'm not going to put my team in harm's way. I thought he didn't do that there. So that's certainly an area for improvement. I know that's something that the coaches see on film because when they are already questioning him as a decision maker coming into the season, that doesn't help. Outside of that, I thought he played a heck of a game. He really, really did. And I'm proud of him. I've never been on the Heineke train. I've never been on the Fitzpatrick train. I'm not on the train now, but I like what I saw, and I think he can give us some entertainment and some competent quarterback play for the next several weeks. So we'll you're go. You're not on the train, but you're hanging around the station, and that's just <laughs> where you need to be. You can just hang out in the depot. Hasn't left the station yet, but it, you know when it does, yeah. <laughs> you'll be on it. Trust me. You know that you're so. Yeah, you're never gonna you're never you're never gonna hear a, a bad word from me about a quarterback trying to get the ball to Terry McLaurin. First sure. of all um even though he did get knocked off his route a little bit that you're right that throw he shouldn't have made that throw because there was two guys in the area thank you um he threw it and I, I think he just lost sight of Bradbury maybe he didn't he wasn't thinking about Bradbury at that point because where he threw it he was throwing it away from the from the safety that he was that bumped him off the route but Bradbury was right there so it was a terrible throw McKissick would have been the read but there was a guy out on him too so grounding it or doing something else besides trying to throw that you know, it, it happens. Everybody throws an interception. Outside of that, he played a pretty clean game. He did miss high um, a few times, especially early on in the game. So you're right about that. Uh, but I look at the film that I like and uh, and I and I take all of my uh, cues from that. So he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL <laughs> to me at this point. All right. No, there's there's no reason to think about making a switch. If you know no. he played, he's he's secured his spot in the lineup. Um, and Fitzpatrick coming back is way down the road. I'm not, a, you know, I don't know if uh, Mr. Wu knows this, but we're not Fitzpatrick fans here at all. Oh, I know. Uh, Listen. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm fine with Heineke, uh, as long as he's, as long as he continues to play at, at this level. Here's the thing that I really liked about that. 
he bounced back from the interception. Yes, he did. That was the whole problem with Kirk Cousins when he was here. Remember, he'd throw a pick and he goes sulking on the sidelines, and that'd be the end of Kirk Cousins that week. He came back like it didn't happen. I'm like, wow, okay, you're showing me something here, man. He went 80 um, yards in two plays. That's, that's worth it, you know? Yeah, I like it. He did it. all right. Yeah. That's why that win was so important was that build that confidence. You got a young guy. He's got you know, not a lot of game experience, and I, I put that interception on that. We're probably going to see a couple more of those types of mistakes because he just hasn't been in those moments here. So a lot of this is all brand new to him. So he's gonna he's gonna have some of those uh, some of those moments. Hopefully he can limit those. I hope so. All right, Mister Ove, give us your uh, give us some hot takes, man. What do you got? <laughs> so my hot takes just from the uh, the Giants game is uh, you guys probably already know this Scott Turner. Like uh, I don't uh, get his kind of opening um, take on the game in terms of uh, his script of plays that he calls, just his approach uh, to the game. Uh, I really see him more as a, a play caller, not a game planner. Um, I mean, if you look at the Chargers game, there wasn't uh, a game plan for Bosa. If you look at uh, this game as well, I mean, uh, there's some of these things where he just kind of calls plays and you're looking at it like uh, there's no kind of pattern or rhythm. The offense is three and out and then and then what? So, uh, <laughs> Me, I'm not a Scott Turner fan. If uh, if they moved on from him very quickly, I would be just fine with uh, with that. I, I, I really think that uh, some of these guys, um, you know, can do a little bit better job. Maybe put the offense in no huddle or, or two minute drill to start out the game, get them in a rhythm early. But we can't fall behind, especially now with what we've got coming this weekend. I like it. That's that's a great one, Eric. What your hot takes? My first hot take is that Jonathan Allen is going to be All Pro this year. Mm. He is by far their best defensive lineman right now. He is playing out of his head. He is fantastic, and he is going to get some. He's going to get some love this year. There's hot take number one. We don't. We're, are we rotating through, or you just want me to, to brain dump all of them? Run them off. My hot take number two. My Heineke hot take. It's not necessarily a hot take, but I finally figured out my NFL comp for him. I've been, you know, we've always been talking about like Kurt Warner. I've called him Rex Grossman. All this stuff. I finally got my guy. I finally figured out who Taylor Heineke is going to end up as. Jeff Garcia. Okay. I can live with that. That's, I, I mean, the, you know, didn't, he's undrafted, smaller school guy, not a big guy, limited arm strength, very mobile, runs around, makes crazy plays. He made a couple of Ended up having a long career. Uh, yeah, that's my guy. That's my comp. I don't think, I think it's unfair to expect Kurt Warner, even though the yeah. story, the backstory is closer to Warner's as far as like coming out of obscurity. Whereas Garcia, I think was like a stud in the CFL prior to, you know, coming to the NFL, but like, you know, coming in at a later age, all that stuff, Jeff Garcia, he's, that's my, that's my new NFL comp. And if, if he has a career like Garcia, I don't think uh, anybody should be disappointed because that that's, you know, he had a very nice career. Didn't win I, a big one. Wasn't one of the top 10 quarterbacks that ever, but yeah, had a very, very strong career. Let me say this. I can live with that type of comp and be okay with Heineke. What I get, what makes me not want to believe in this guy is when I see the Russell Wilson comps on no, social media. That's not, no, 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 no. And I'm like, guys, we got to chill. And then I'm like, no, I don't want any part of that. But so I, that, that I can dig, man, because that's okay. Yeah, I had a couple of really good, really good seasons in San Francisco. You did, and um, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Was a, he was a solid quarterback, kind of a journeyman. But yeah, I can see that, that trajectory for Heineke based on one game, two games now. Yeah. My original comp for Heineke was Roma. Uh, both undrafted, yeah. both very mobile in uh, their early in their careers. Romo would kind of run around, not necessarily to gain yards, but to buy time to make a, a throw down the field. And I just thought they were kind of similar. Romo had a much stronger arm 
than Heineke. Heineke's arm kind of scares me sometimes on some of those deep throws. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's Garcia. Yeah. That's, that's you know, that's yeah. funny is Heineke's, yeah, his deep throws. We were making fun of that one last week, that punt, he, that horrible throw he made to McLaurin on that brilliant catch. But <laughs> if you saw a couple of like the deep outs that he threw, like he really like lasered those things in. They were really strong throws. It was weird. Yeah. That's a harder throw to make than a deep ball because a deep ball, yeah. you're just launching it downfield. But those like deep, you know, those, you know, 10, 15 yard outs, those are tough throws to make. His, so his I, I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know if he's, he's just got better mechanics on those, but, or maybe it just yeah. fluttered out of his hand on a couple of those deep balls. But I, I yeah, he, he doesn't have the strongest arm. Nobody's ever con- going to confuse him with Josh Allen, but I definitely think he looks like he can make NFL throws. Yeah, he, he, he can. And I, I'm learning to appreciate that about him. Nothing in this world is going to make me buy him into him as a long-term quarterback at this point. But for what he is, I, I'm learning to appreciate those things. Uh, what are the hot takes you got, Eric? Um, I will say Petco is far superior to PetSmart. <laughs> and I say that because I missed the first drive of the game because I was looking for cat antibiotics and I had to drive all the way out to the sticks to a Petco because they, they have them because the PetSmart five miles from my house doesn't have it. So, uh, okay. yeah, that's all I got for hot takes. Is a hot take for your family. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, I had one uh, last hot take, uh, yeah. which was that uh, our secondary in the Giants game, it looked like a Joe Barry, uh, Greg Maneski secondary. <laughs> I mean, there were people, you know, kind of looking at each other confused whose guy that was. Receiver wanted, running wide open in the end zone. Luckily, he drops it like that. That was Joe Barry. Yes. I mean, we didn't yeah. really see that last year. I mean, yeah, the, you know, we gave up a couple of touchdowns, but you know, guys for the most part knew where they needed to be. I mean, this, it, it was really you know, kind of surprising, shocking to see uh, that kind of confusion. So, I mean, I, you know, that, that, that was really awful. To, to it could have just been confused because they didn't understand why uh, Daniel Jones suddenly turns into a good quarterback against Washington every time. They're probably confused about that. That's no. all. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Let me say this too. The Giants offensive coordinator, who I believe is Jason Garrett, has to be the stupidest human being alive. Daniel Jones was killing us running the ball. They had a chance to put the game away. They didn't run with him at all. I mean, what on earth is going through your mind? What I think it is is coordinator ego, man. Coordinators want to be the ones to scheme up the victory. They don't want to just let your quarterback take it and do it. Like you saw Lamar do on Monday night, right? Like at some point, just let your best player do what he does best to win the game. And they all thought themselves, just like we did on that little pass to, McC- uh, to McLaurin that got picked off. I think just guys, just play, play ball and do, do what you do best. Now, my hot takes, Kai, uh, I was going to say Kai Forbeth. Hopkins <laughs> saved the season. And by proxy, Dexter Lawrence saved our season jumping off sides because we go down 0-2, 0-1 in the division and a murderer's row schedule coming up. We're not coming back from that. We're not coming back from that. All the same, my second hot take, Hopkins still needs to go because he missed that kick before the penalty. And I don't think we should rewrite history just because he made the second kick. He still lost that game, but got lucky and got another chance. That dude has to be out of here. He's not going to be, I know, but I don't know why. Like, uh, enough. Because at this point, you're just risking you're, – you're playing with fate at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's exacerbated by the fact that a former Washington kicker has now made like 36 oh. field goals in a row, and he, he nailed five the other night. Jeez. He's knocking them down from 55, 56 yards. So, yeah, that's brutal to watch. Yeah. But 
I, I think it comes down to this at this point is like, who's better, who's out there that's better than Hopkins. Like, I mean, Captain they brought some Ahab. dude in. Anybody's better Captain than Ahab. Damn, you went for the peg leg. I don't even know which leg he would kick with. <laughs> Anybody. The uh, well, my problem with Hopkins is the other team knows he can't hit from fifty. Yep. So, they, like, if if it's even close, they they already know he's going to miss it from fifty. Hopkins knows he's going to miss it from fifty. Right. So I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, he, he's got to. We've got to find a better option than him. Yeah. Uh, my other. I got a couple more hot takes. Um, Logan Thomas is going to be the number one most regressed player on our team this year. And I don't know why it's he's, he's not what he was last year. And I think the offense might just be moving in a different direction, not intentionally. So, but just, you know, Gibson's getting more of a look. McKissick was amazing the other night. You know, it just, for some reason, I got a hot take at when you're done with this. Okay. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Cause I, that's just my hot take on that one. Go ahead. I hate Devin Bush. <laughs> Stupid Devin Bush got hurt. So I had to find a linebacker on my fantasy team. So I had to pick up Micah Parsons. But in order to do that, I couldn't drop Bush because he's like uncuttable in that league for some reason. So I had to drop McKissick. Grr, Devin Bush, you're my nemesis. Go ahead. Sorry. Not, <laughs> that was non Washington football related. No, Just no, we, a, a, a massive irritant. We share in your pay. Now, and the fact that my league makes me pick 10 defensive players. <laughs> I've already told my commissioner how much I hate him. So. <laughs> now, Thomas did have five catches for 45 yards, but his impact on the game is not what it was last year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of felt like his impact was real and it was there, and he's kind of sporadic at this point. Um, my last hot take, Jack Del Rio's got to get it together, man. That defense is not playing nearly well enough uh, as they need to be right now, and you know, Eric and I keep harping on this, and we harped on it about last season. When we played good quarterbacks, we gave up 30 a game. Guess what we're doing this year, man? Mm -hmm. We're starting to turn in that same direction. So maybe there's something to this defense that, you know, we didn't focus on enough, and that's that maybe we're not as good as we think we are right now. You know, we got some holes to fill. Linebackers are a problem, but our secondary is also a problem, and we didn't expect that to be the case. So um, just – we got to be better there. That's all I'm going to say. That's yeah, I think Del Rio might be a little bit over-reliant on his four-man rush. Um, yeah. You know, and that seems to be an issue. I think he might need to start bringing a little bit more pressure uh, on the blitz because the at least at this point in the season, outside of Jonathan Allen, the other the other three guys really aren't getting there. Um, the, the two sweat sacks that I think he has, I believe if we look at them, we're both pretty much because of pressure by John Allen. Um, and I could be making that up, but I'm fairly certain John Allen was a significant factor in both of Montez sweat sacks. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that definitely uh, we need to uh, I think he needs to, to take a look at the, pre the type of pressure he's bringing because the four man front just ain't there right now. It, yeah, I agree. And uh, Mr. Hook, I'm going to give you this one here. Go for it. The, the Chase Young is overrated. <laughs> Wagon is starting to heat up for some ungodly reason please set these folks straight no there is in no way shape or form that chase young is overrated i think when you uh, especially when you're, you're you're comparing him to a quarterback right the, that was the conversation was we should have taken uh, herbert well at the time nobody was really talking about herbert going number two it was tua and uh, we see tua may not you know make it out of the season here uh, healthy um, so 
Chase impacts the game, of course, you know, with pressure, sacks, quarterback. But there are other plays in that Cincinnati game last year where he comes out of nowhere and hits Burrow on the goal line and he fumbles and what is it, Curl? Curl picks it up and uh, runs with it. Uh, those are the types of plays, kind of game-changing plays that he has in him um, that he can do. And really, uh, I don't, you know, outside of, you know, what was the last defender that we had who kind of made some of those kind of momentum swing, game-changing type plays. So he absolutely is. Um, is he getting chipped and double teamed? And does he need to be a little bit better? Sure. But no way. He is not overrated. Uh-huh. And Sean Taylor is the answer to that question. That's it. You the last guy we had that was at that level. Be patient, folks. It takes time. It's been two games. Yes. It is time for hate it, love it. And we're talking about the Buffalo Bills matchup this week. Man, Buffalo came out swinging last week against Miami, 35-0. to They looked tough. And you know what the craziest thing is? Their offense didn't look all that great. Their defense was balling. I tell you, balling. So uh, this week, Eric, you have the hate it list. I have the love it list. I'm going to go first. What I love about the matchup this week, drum roll, please. I love that our running game hasn't been stopped by anyone but ourselves. So we have the ability to run the ball on anyone. And I think we will against Buffalo too. We just have to commit to that concept. I love that both of our running backs were involved in the game against the Giants last week. J.D. McKissick came out of hiding. He in Week one, he was in witness protection. Week two, he came out, found his groove, got going. I'm probably going to credit some of that to Heineke, getting everybody involved. It was a good look. The last thing I love about this matchup, because there's not a lot, I'm going to be real with you. Um, I love that Heineke has the improvisational skills that are going to be necessary to keep plays alive for us to get chunk plays during this game. I do think that will be needed because as Buffalo showed you last week, they can put up points in multiple ways. So we are going to need to score, 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 score. I think you will be able to do that for us. I lied. I got one more. I think I love the matchup with Carter returning punts and kicks this week. I think he takes one to the house this week. That is my love it list. Mr. Who, you have any love this week? I do. Uh, I'm with you on the uh, the uh, our defense, their offense. Their offense has struggled. Uh, in that first game against the uh, the Steelers, Deion Dawkins, their left tackle, gave up three holding penalties. Um, Allen was sacked three times. Their offensive line uh, also got some other penalties. So, you know, they're, they haven't quite clicked as an offense, uh, even against uh, the Dolphins. Allen was 17 of 33. It's a little over 50%. So he had 179 yards. That's like some Alex Smith numbers uh, from a couple of years ago. So don't hate now. <laughs> but the, you know, there's something not happening uh, with their offense. So you know, if we can uh, if we can come correct this weekend with our defense and actually get out fast, uh, pressure him, maybe we got a shot. But um, you know, yeah, it's not going to be on the other side of the ball. That's for sure. Eric, give me your hated list. Mm, I hate this matchup, honestly. Um, I yeah, I, I know that their their offense hasn't quite clicked yet, but I think it probably will this weekend against Washington. I hate that Jonathan that uh, sorry, Jonathan Allen, um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Thank you, man. I brain fart there. Uh, that Josh Allen is a is another running mobile quarterback. This team has really struggled against going back to Kyler Murray last year. Daniel Jones torched us last week. Uh, defensive ends really struggled uh, against read option type plays. And I hate the defensive coordinators don't just listen to my advice, where is if a 
regardless of whether the quarterback hands off or not, he should be hit every time they run that look. Like just hit the quarterback. I thought he was a runner. Do that five or six times. If you even get the five or six, then they're going to stop running that because your quarterback's getting killed. Just hit the quarterback every time. It's what they used to do to RG3. I don't know why they stopped. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I hate the fact that uh, Allen is probably going to get 75 yards rushing in a touchdown this weekend. Um, I hate the fact that it's an away game at Buffalo. Uh, although I do love the fact that it's not December. Uh, if you're going to play at Buffalo, I'd much rather do it in September. Um, I hate uh, pretty much every, I mean, honestly, I hate most things about this matchup. I don't think this is going to go well for Washington. Um, I feel like this is probably the get right game for uh, Buffalo's offense. Uh, and, I've, and that's just a gut feeling. Uh, but I think they've been off two weeks in a row. Um, and I think they're too good of an offense to uh, to really uh, – just not click at some point. Maybe it'll be, you know, next week, but um, I'm hoping it's not this week, but kind of, I, I kind of got a feeling that it is. And finally, I hate that Stefan Diggs is a terrible matchup for this uh, secondary. He's more, he's like a faster Keenan Allen. Uh, he's a very good route runner and he's crazy fast. Um, we'll see, you know, he's a little shift. Yeah. You know, he's a weird, he's a weird matchup. I think he's probably too fast for Fuller. I think, he, well, yeah. And I think he's probably a little fast for Jackson. We'll see what they do to bottle him up. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of this matchup, but those are my hates. Man, you are such a hater. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ellie versus Heineke hater. <laughs> hey, hater, uh, Mr. What do you got? You got hates? So the thing that I, I, you know, that I hate about this, uh, this matchup is this is going to be like our kind of, uh, envious or jealousy game, right? Because this. Buffalo Bills are what we want to be. They're a four-three team. They're coached really well. Defensive head coach. Uh, they've got the franchise quarterback there. They're everything that Ron is trying to build here is what you know <laughs> is what they are doing there now. And I think when we get to this game, we're going to look at ourselves and be like, we're not close. We're not necessarily as close as Buffalo uh, is uh, in terms of how far their defense is ahead of us. Of course, their offense, you know, has their franchise quarterback, number one receiver, those types of things. Um, so that that's my hate is that uh, we're basically looking at a better version of ourselves when we go to, uh, to Buffalo and we're probably going to feel real kind of awful after the game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, you know what? Let's take it position by position. Tell me if you think we have the edge or Buffalo has the edge. I'm going to start with quarterback, Eric. They have Josh Allen. We have Heineke. Who has the edge there, Eric? Even though we have my baby, um, (laughs) Josh Allen is, yeah, he's he's ahead of Heineke. He's a better quarterback. So, yeah, Buffalo definitely has a better quarterback there. Do you disagree, Mr. Who? Nope, they do. Yeah, it's not close for me. It really isn't close. Yeah, there's no discussion. We'll just move on. We'll just move on. All right. Running back, they have Devin, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and Matt Breida. We have Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Jared Patterson, and probably somebody else. Uh, who do you give the edge to, Mr. Who? Uh, I've got to go with um, Buffalo. Uh, Breida has uh, been productive you know, throughout his career. Uh, Singletary, I think, is very underrated. Um, well, Zach Moss, he's got some fumble issues. So if he gets in the game and we can hit him, we could probably get a fumble. But uh, those two guys are uh, pretty good. So I, I, I give it slightly to them. Okay, Eric? I got slight advantage Washington, um, top two. Uh, I think Washington's top two is better. 
Buffalo is three deep. I think maybe he's, I don't know who is Breida the third or is Moss the third because Breida, if he's the third, he's definitely better than um, than uh, our third. But uh, I like um, yeah because Breida is so fast. I love fast guys. Um, but yeah, I, I think Washington's top two, especially uh, based on you know last week. If you can combine, you know, uh, you know, get maybe a few more carries for Gibson, uh, maybe closer to what he had in his first week with the with the passing uh going out to or with McKissick involved in the passing game if you can get both of those two really involved even though they were last week maybe Gibson a little more rushes um I think we can have uh, more success and uh Singletary is in that Joe Mixon level of hate for me because it's like you you always think he's going to blow up for your fantasy team and then he (laughs) never quite does and he's like just okay so I hate him uh, Eric is uh, going hard at fantasy I'm a hater (laughs) yeah I'm I'm having a rough week in fantasy (laughs) here's the thing if it were just Singletary, Moss, and Brita, it would be no question Washington for me. But Josh Allen is also a part of their running game. We have to factor that in, too, and he might be the best asset that they have in the running game. All that being said, I'm going Gibson because – or Washington, excuse me – because of the fact that I think Gibson has elite traits, even though he's not there yet, he has the ability to get there. And I think he's going to show some of that this week. I think uh, McKissick is is starting to regain his role, which I think he executes perfectly. I saw on Twitter that Chris Thompson versus uh, McKissick debate, but similar functions in the offense. So I think those two executing at that level are going to be better than anything that Buffalo rolls out there. I will say that if Josh Allen gets going and puts up 95 on us like Daniel Jones, pack it up early because it ain't going to be good. Um, At the wide receiver position, Buffalo has Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, Isaiah McKenzie, Cole Beasley, and Jake Kumiro. We have Terry McLaurin. We have uh, Diami Brown. We have, still don't have Curtis Samuel, but we do have Cam Sims. We have, oh my gosh, Humphreys Adam was Humphreys. out there. Yep. Yeah. And in Carter. Uh, Eric, who's got the edge at the wide receiver spot? I'm going to chump out and say push on this one. Um, Terry and Diggs are right at the same level. Um, and I really think both cores are pretty close. I mean, you've got Humphreys as kind of a poor man's uh, Beasley, maybe vaccinated. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, just down the line, they're pretty, it's a pretty even match. Um, so my thought is push, but I'm I'm never going to, I'm not going to go push. I'm going to go Washington because Terry's my guy, but Diggs is a beast. So we'll, I'll go Washington wide receivers by a hair. All right. What do you got, who? It is close. Uh, these guys are very similar, but yeah, Washington, right? Uh, with uh, Terry and with uh, Diggs, you can kind of say, you know, those two were, um, you know, on the same level. But I think uh, after them, uh, Emmanuel Sanders isn't, um, you know, uh, what he was uh, a couple of years ago. Um, Beasley uh, is a nice player, but I don't think he's anything uh, special or anything more than um, what Humphreys can provide us. And then, um, you know, with Cam Sims, uh, you know, Cam Sims is never going to catch a ton of passes in a game, but he can get you three catches, 40 yards very quickly. Uh, and that can, you know, certainly be enough uh, spark. So I'm Washington. That's it. I like your articulate answers, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, Diggs is better than McLaurin at this point in his career. No, you're yes. a liar. Diggs is um, better than McLaurin at this point. Yeah, better quarterback play, certainly. Yes, and and he's he's better. And I look, I like McLaurin too, 
but we got to be honest. We got to be real. Diggs is no, we don't. This is a Washington football team fan podcast. We don't have to be anything. You're right. You're right. But I choose to be real about this. It's kind of like the Keenan Allen argument. I mean, you know, they're, they're all in the same realm. I just think that those other guys are a notch above. And maybe it's due to quarterback play, but the circumstances are what the circumstances have been. I can't change that. So I'm going to go with Diggs. Um, Sanders, while he's not what he used to be, he is still probably a better receiver than Diami Brown is right now. Diami Brown's still learning the game. So that's two already. And then you Cole Beasley, and you mentioned Adam Humphreys. On no planet is Adam Humphreys where Cole Beasley is currently. Now, Cole Beasley might be starting to get on the decline, um, but he's still a better receiver right now than Adam Humphreys, at least from what we've seen. Humphreys has been sparsely involved in the game plan. He's longer in the tooth than Beasley, I believe, um, and is injury prone. So I'm going to give the the advantage to Beasley. Everybody else is, you know, Cam Sims and Carter. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. So they have three receivers that all, I think, play better than the receivers on our side at their opposite position so uh, or a similar position. So I'm going to give the edge to Buffalo. I like our receivers a lot, but I just feel like Diggs is in another tier that, carry, that Terry's going to get to. He's just not there yet. Uh, tight end. Dawson Knox, Tommy Sweeney. We have Logan Thomas, and we have Ricky Seals-Jones, who showed up last week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we also have John Bates. Um, whoa, who do we got? I think we got to go with the uh, the Hall of Famer, Ricky Seals-Jones, right? <laughs> he's, the, uh, <laughs> he, he's the star, though. But uh, I, I think Logan Thomas is a better tight end than Dawson Knox. Um, I think Bates uh, – I've been kind of disappointed in Bates uh, these past few games with some of the – the blocks he's missed and uh, not really any kind of effect in the passing game at all. Um, but, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones is a big play waiting to happen. So I've got to go with us. I've got to go with us. All right. Eric, you agree with that? Yeah. The one catch wander, Ricky Seals-Jones. That was a <laughs> sick touchdown catch. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, got to give it to him. Yeah. Plus, I don't, I don't know who Dawson Knox is, honestly. Uh, he was on – Dawson's Creek. You see what I did there? Dawson's Doc, Doc. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, mm, I thought he was on hard knocks. <laughs> Boo. Bad joke alert. Sorry. You got to put it posted. Dad joke alert. I like it. I like it. All right. We, we, we're better at tight end. No question. I'm not going to do fullback because nobody cares. Um, their offensive line, Deion Dawkins, John Feliciano, Mitch Morris, Cody Ford, Dale Williams. That's your offensive line. We have, our starters we know who they are which offensive line is better i'm not sure i'm not a fan of, of our tackles uh to this point in the run game i think they're a little better in the pass game but uh i think this has been my answer both weeks so far is like our internal o line is pretty good but our tackles aren't so i'm going to give us the slight advantage for three out of five but honestly i got to be honest i don't know enough about buffalo's offensive <laughs> line to tell you anything other I only saw the highlights of the game. I didn't get to actually watch the game, so I can't tell you per se, but I know they got pretty much whooped up on like ours did in week one. Uh, so, uh, and they were much better last week, as was ours. So uh, we'll, we'll go advantage Washington because I've heard of our guys. All right, I'll take it. What do you got, Will? Oh, I, I go with our guys. Uh, even though they've had some, uh, some issues in pass protection, our guys are really good in the run game. Uh, they get after it. And uh, the Buffalo offensive line, I mean, they gave up two sacks to uh, Miami. Um, you know, uh, I just 
I think they're bailed out because uh, Allen is so athletic and he can run and he can, you know, where he may get sacked or another quarterback may get sacked. He's able to just kind of run around and then use that strong arm of his and hit, you know, digs down the field. And, you know, that kind of erases any bad pass pro that they've got. So I'm, I'm going with us. I think our guys are a little bit better. Man, if there was ever a push, it would be this for me. Uh, because both offensive lines have gotten beaten like drums for the, fir the first two weeks. Now, Miami at this point, I think, would be considered a better defense than maybe where we're at right now. Although, maybe not. I, I don't know. That's hard to say because both have been a little bit disappointing this year. But I think, you know, when it comes to, and we'll get into the defensive line later, but I think our offensive line can hold up better against what they're going to bring versus them holding up against what we're going to bring. So I'm going to give it to our offensive line to make it a clean sweep for us. All right. Defensive lines. They have Gregory Rousseau. They got Ed Oliver. They got Star Lele. I think I said that right. Jerry Hughes, uh, AJ Espinosa, Vernon Butler, Harrison Phillips, Mario Addison. They got some depth, basically. Uh, Mr. Who? You know our you know our boys on D line. Who's better? So if this was last year, I'd say us, but we haven't performed yet uh, as we're supposed to. I mean, really, I think we mentioned it a couple times already. John Allen's probably the guy who came ready this year for uh, for our first two games. Um, we need uh, you know some more production from our guys. They get pressure with their four man uh, four man line. They don't need to blitz. They can blitz. But those four guys that you just named, they, they've been getting after the quarterback to the tune of uh, in both games, they haven't given up any points in the first half. And that really scares me with our offense. So I got to go with theirs. I got to go with theirs this week. All right. That's a tough call, man. Eric? Are you yeah, I'm 100% I'm with who. Um, you know, our, our defensive line on paper and for name recognition might be a little higher. Um, but thus far this year, production wise, it's all about Buffalo's D line. They've been, they've just been better. Um, I will caveat that of course, by saying John Allen is the best between both lines oh, yeah. so far this year, but overall their, their defensive line has the advantage much as it pains me to say it. I love our D line, the production in there yet. So Buffalo wins that one. Here I go again. <laughs> our defensive line is so much better, so much better. The, the elite horses on this defensive line, no, the stallions on this defensive line are coming to ball in Buffalo, y'all. Hear me loud, hear me clear. This is the week our defensive line gets right. I'm ready. Give me our defensive line, no question. Their linebackers, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, A.J. Klein. We have Holcomb. Some guys. Bostick. <laughs> Some guys is good. You know what my answer is, Buffalo all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah production-wise, Jamin Davis, I still have a lot of hope for. Uh, I think we both have been saying for a while that it's going to take him a while to develop. He's going to be a yeah. good player, though. He ain't there yet. Uh, Bostic is just uh, a, a step slow every time. Holcomb, I mean, I actually think Holcomb has played pretty well this year, but he can't hold it down all by himself. Um, so I think he's improved, especially against the pass a little bit. But uh, I think, yeah, Buffalo wins that. Okay. Any disagreement, who? No, not at all. Tremaine Edmonds is an excellent middle linebacker. He will be flying around the field all day on Sunday. Uh, Milano is also excellent. A.J. Klein, I think he's ordinary. But, I mean, those two guys alone are better than the three that we've got out there. So, yeah, Buffalo. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I don't got a lot to say what you guys haven't already said. It's Buffalo. Secondary play, Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Levi Wallace. We got Collins. We got Curl. We got Fuller. We got St. Juice. We got uh, Jackson, the third. That's our secondary, first year secondary. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give this to Buffalo. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. I, I got Buffalo right here, man. They have some ballers over there. And our ballers haven't been balling, so I'm going to give it to Buffalo. I'm with you. Tredavious White is so much better. It's like the Logan Thomas tight end thing. He's so much better than anything else we have. He's just at that. He's at that. He's like two levels above anything we have on defense. He's so good. Um, Terry might only get 90 yards this week. <laughs> yeah. Tredavious is by far head and shoulders above uh, everybody on their team and ours. Uh, the rest of the other guys, uh, they're not, you know, they're, they're good. But what I think makes them even better is they don't make mistakes. They know where to line up. They're not going to have mental lapses. They're not going to have penalties either. And when you do that and you know where you're supposed to be, it just makes that entire group better right now. And I said, earlier, I think we kind of look like a, a Joe Barry or a Greg Minuski uh, secondary. And that's, that's not going to be good for Sunday. So I go uh, Buffalo with that. Won't get it done that way for sure. All right, Eric, we went through the position groups. Buffalo won most of You know of those what we didn't? Special I'm not teams. Doing, I'm not doing special teams because we've been so bad. I just, you know. Washington I, has Troy Atke. <laughs> so far this year, zero tackles, two penalties. But Ron Rivera's playing chess, y'all. He knows what's up. <laughs> this is why I avoided special teams because I knew Troy Atke was going to make it's it. the Atke factor. I don't care what else they have. They don't have Troy Atke. And if anybody knows, you know, Buffalo had Steve Tasker, so they know greatness on the special team side. And, uh, you know, Troy Atke is going to roll into town. They're going to be like it's the second coming of 38. I think that was his number. I don't even know what Steve Tasker's number was. Oh, but, yeah. God. Troy Atke, the GOAT. How many tackles he had this year, Eric, you said? 0. 0.0, as Dean Wormser <laughs> would say. But he does have two penalties. I checked his stats. It's like all dashes all the way across. Uh, it means he's due for a big day in, uh, in Buffalo. <laughs> huge day. He might get two penalties. <laughs> he has I hate him so much. He has the same amount of tackles as Lake Seastrunk. All right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, Eric. Uh, give me your result, man. How does this game shake out? Who wins? Buffalo wins. I got Buffalo like 31-14. Wow. I don't think it's close. Their defense is too good. Our offense isn't going to be able to put up – isn't going to be able to do much about it. And uh, I don't know that – you know, our defense is going to have an answer for Josh Allen based on how Daniel Jones played last week. Um, Josh Allen is like a good version of Daniel Jones. So uh, I don't think it's close. I think this is a bad week for us. So 31-14 Buffalo. Wow. Dang. And you were just riding the Heineke train all conversation long. And yeah, now he's, I mean, he's not going to do nothing? I didn't say he's not going to do anything. He'll have two touchdown passes <laughs> to Terry McLaurin <laughs> on Tredavious White. He's going to do his part. Okay. Him and Troy Apke. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what, what's your outcome? Uh, unfortunately, Buffalo takes it 35-21. We are able to score uh, a couple of touchdowns with Heineke at the helm, but they get out on top of us early, and uh, they don't look back. Man. I feel like there's clouds in my office right now. I'm looking up. There's mm -hmm. gray clouds everywhere. Look, here's what I got to say. I think we win this game, and I'm going to tell you how. The defense is going to show up like they haven't all year. They're going to start to play like the group that they were meant to be. 
I think you can force Josh Allen into mistakes with pressure and containment. We have to contain. But guess what? Our ends are fast enough to contain. Holy crap, we got the magic formula. Sweat and um, what's his name? Chase Young. What's his name? Good God. What's his name? Chase Young. I think combined ran in 8640. So I think, you know, 8680. 868. That's that's a fair point. 868. Okay. Okay. Uh I think we're gonna be okay. I really I also think that's wrong. Yes, very much so. That was they both ran four threes. Yes. I think it was close. What did like sweat four fives. Run? Sweat no. ran like a four five. He did not. He did yeah. not. You no, look it sweat, up. sweat ran a four four one. There four four one. Yeah. See? Okay. I was close. Chase Young ran a five two. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Everything's Chase Young's overrated. Anyway. Troy Apke ran a four three five. I'm just saying. What am I defensive in? I think I think that and offensively, I think we're gonna control the ball with the running game. I think uh Scott Turner. He's going to learn his lesson because I don't know how many more chances he's going to get to learn it after this week. But if we get blown out like that, it might be curtains for him. But I think, I think we are going to control the rock. I think we're going to pressure Josh Allen. I think we're going to keep him in the pocket through the pressure off the edges. And I think our big guys in the middle are going to get their sacks and Josh Allen's going to keep piling numbers. My prediction for score is Buffalo. 26 Washington 29 and uh I don't I don't know how that makes any sense because then I'm relying on Hopkins again but yeah, that's like five <laughs> field goals from Hopkins man what are you doing <laughs> it's gonna happen um maybe he's gonna be five or nine <laughs> what's what's worst case scenario for you this game Eric uh the outcome I have 31 14 like I, I just I mean I don't think like I said, I, I feel I have a gut feeling that this is Buffalo's get right game. You seem to think it's our get right game. Yes. Um, for me, I just I don't like the matchup. Mobile quarterbacks have just kind of other than Russell Wilson. So I guess they have shown the, the potential to stop mobile quarterbacks. But um, I don't know. I just uh, they haven't had a lot of success against, you know, high end quarterbacks. Josh Allen is certainly a high end quarterback at, at this point. Um, so I can see a way for Washington to win, but it's going to require basically a perfect game. And I just don't know that they have it in them. Okay. Uh, who, what's the worst case scenario in this game? Worst case scenario is Kyle Allen makes his debut. Um, that, you know, the way we've been going, we're already on number two. Um, you know, if things go poorly, it, you know, like, you know, it has the potential to go on Sunday uh, with the, uh, the pressure that Buffalo can bring. Um, we, we, we may see, uh, we may see Kyle Allen and that's, that's not a good thing. See, and that's, that's what I'm getting at with what you guys were predicting for the score is that that means that the Heineke spaceship has come back down to earth. That makes me nervous because Washington social media has finally got something to believe in. And then to come crashing down to earth so quickly after it was established. I mean, that puts us not. I don't know if I'm not mistaken. The last time Washington visited Buffalo, John Beck got sacked ten times. <laughs> it can't be worse than that. I don't think it'll be worse than that. I don't think. I, I think it's possible for Washington to lose badly and Heineke to not play poorly. Okay. Um, it's just a case of not being able to keep up. But but they also took Tua out of the game last week. But I want Heineke to finish the game. That's what. I oh, want. absolutely. You know. So, all right. It sounds like you guys think it's going to be a tough day in Buffalo. 
we'll be one and two if you guys uh prediction comes true i think we'll be two and one and in a much better spot and my lord does two and one sound so much better than one and two i tell Indeed. you so well, we're hoping for the best here listen if you made it this far and you are not already subscribed take a moment to go do that take a moment to go do that because eric and i'll be here every week we'll bring on great guests like mr Woo. Yeah. talk some football with you and uh come hang out with us for the long haul because we're gonna keep doing it everybody good luck washington this week have a good one